So I'm really excited about this interview for a number of reasons, but before we get into that, I'm sure there's a few people watching that may not know a whole lot about you, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so my name is Chelsea. I am 22. I like to say that I'm Beyonce's cousin. I'm not really her cousin <laughs> in real life, but I like to dream. Um, I can only <laughs> sing in the shower. Uh, once I step out, I don't know what happens to my voice. I love church. I love God. Um, I just graduated college last year with a degree in communications, and I'm looking to further Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. um, so now I work uh, full-time in ministry and with nonprofit organizations, and it's been like a full-on schedule since the moment I graduated. So it's a little bit about myself. I'm like crazy and ratchet but like loving and righteous so it's like a mixture yeah. of both. Like you don't know what you're gonna get on any day but but that's a little bit of me that's awesome yeah. so how did you know that you wanted to get into ministry like what's did God show you did you just experience it and you're like this is what I want to do like what, what's that what was that like for you yeah I think I knew at a very young age I like 10 or 11, I, my brother was too scared to go to youth ministry by 12 years old that I was meant to be in ministry. So it was very young age and it just kept progressing as the years went on. Um, but at that age, I saw somebody worship in a way um, that I'd never seen and worship this person that everybody talked about. I was just interested. So I asked a million questions and then <laughs> my life was forever changed. That's cool. Yeah. So like, how did you meet Bianca? Like, I've I've watched a lot of, like, pretty much all your stories. I've pretty much stalked your account for, like, the last several months, pretty much. I'm just letting you know right now. Um, but you mentioned before that you stalked Bianca. Like, what's the story with that? Like, how did you get to know her? And what what type of impact has she made on your life? Because I'm so intrigued by your relationship with her because I know you learned so much from her, and I know that you add so much value to her life. So how did you guys meet and, like, your relationship. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's so funny. You stalked me because I stalked her. So <laughs> I went to literally. That's how I got where I'm at today. So I yeah. played collegiate basketball at a Bible Institute out here in Los Angeles, and she came mm -hmm. to speak at a missions conference. And I and I saw this dynamic, uh, colored woman like who was just fiery and passionate, but had a way with words that. I just saw somebody yeah. crazy on stage, and I felt like I'm not the only one who's crazy and loves Jesus and can do this. And so yeah. I got really interested and intrigued. And so I decided to stalk her on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, like everything. I did everything. I emailed her, and I said, <laughs> literally, do you need help? Like, how can I help you? I'm an intern available, yeah. and I, I was not available at all. Um, but I was just like, who knows? Maybe she'll get back to me. And she told yeah. me no about four or five times. Really? And it was just a crazy season for her. And um, so she didn't, like, have time for an intern at that moment. But it yeah. wasn't until I saw her post something on Instagram saying she booked a flight to the wrong state. And I said, mm. are you sure you don't need an intern? And she <laughs> told me no. So I'm like, she just doesn't know that she'll love me. And yeah. then she posted on Facebook that she took somebody else's luggage by accident. So I said, are you sure you don't need it? <laughs> so I'm like bugging her at this point. I'm bugging her. And she keeps, telling yeah. me, she keeps telling me, no, I'm like, she just doesn't know how much she's going to love me. Right? Right. <laughs> humble and all. I'm super humble. Um, and so uh, I meet her at a conference about a year later. 
And then I email her again, still stalking because that's like my spiritual gift. And, <laughs> and so I sent her a picture of us two and I said, like, I'm here to help. And a couple months later, she said, Hey, could you meet me in the office? Let's talk. And wow. I ditched class because priorities. And yeah. <laughs> I drove to Orange County where I'm at right now. And uh -huh. I met her. And within the first hour, she's like, well, when do you want to start? And I said, tomorrow. And that was the very next day that my life was forever changed. And that's how we got wow. So stop whoever you want to work for on yeah. lesson. <laughs> it works. It, works. it totally <laughs> works. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you feel like now? How long have you been interning or working with her now since you stalked her? Yeah, so I interned for about a year and then I became on that and so two and a half going on three years. Um, okay, and so it's been quite a while. I started my journey at 17 and I'm now 22. So she took me in at a very young age, thankfully, and went through the wow. crazy years with me and stages. So it's been about two and a half, three years, like officially that I've been on team. Um, so it's been great, great journey. That's so awesome, Chelsea. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like, I knew I liked you because I'm similar to you in that way is I started interning at my church when I was 13 and then started working there full time when I was 18. And then like, and not until this past year did I change careers, but I've been in ministry my whole life, like yeah. working in the church my whole life. Um, but I want to ask you, you know, like with your time in ministry thus far, like what have been some huge life lessons that you feel like Bianca has taught you um, almost being a younger version of her? Like, what would you say? Man, I'd say one of the biggest lessons is, um, I mean, you see a lot, especially online, like people's success and you see the final product, but I've seen um, her behind the scenes and I've seen what it takes to get what you want. And so mm -hmm. she's taught me um, like how to be a hard worker, how to manage your time, how to uh, balance life. But if you want necessarily like influence, um, what do you yeah. do? In your, what do you do in your private life and who she is on stage and who she is at the church and who she is to people she is in her private life and it starts yes. behind closed doors and so she's taught me like how in order to reach other people or to be um, influential or impactful you first have to be healthy or a woman of character a woman of integrity and so mm -hmm. I had to with God at a young age and in private before I can even earn anything else beyond that and so she's taught me a lot about like self-care and self-awareness like mm -hmm. great leaders are aware of who they are or aware of so how good. they show up and so I was not aware at, mm -hmm. and I'm still like not the best at it and so she's talking yeah. about how powerful self-awareness is and adaptability and so and growth and how to have hard conversations and learn from leadership pains and so I've learned a lot from this woman but it starts with like who are you behind closed doors that will affect yeah. every single relationship and it starts yeah. there and so I always want to be a person of character and integrity and that's what I've honored about her and I love about her so that's one of like the main she's taught me so many lessons from yeah. like dating to relationships that's like one of <laughs> the main topics to God yeah. to life to spirituality I can't impact like it all but uh, those are kind of the main mm -hmm. things that sticks out to me that's really cool. Yeah. What would you say to 
other millennials watching that know they need, first of all, I want to give shout outs to everyone watching with us right now live. If you guys have questions for Chelsea, please put them in the comments. Yes. Of course, I'd love to ask her for you, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, but Chelsea, millennials watching that understand the importance of having a mentor, yeah. but just haven't put the work into what it takes to have a relationship with a mentor. What would yeah. you say to them? Well, I think that our generation has the view of mentorship kind of skewed. And I say this through um, kind of experience because I sit down with a lot of millennials, both younger and older than me. And they're asking Chelsea how, because I might be a little biased, but I feel like I have one of the best mentors on the planet. <laughs> um, and so uh, I sit down with a lot of people and they ask like, how did you get your mentor or how do you find a mentor? And I see so many of my peers going from mentor to mentor to mentor. And I've had yeah. two solid ones for the past 10 years. And so wow. people ask me like, how do you get it? And I think the mindset of millennials, as far as a mentor, they think it's sit at a coffee shop with me, let's have coffee, and let mm -hmm. me tell you all of my problems. You listen to me, and I'll debate yeah. if I wanna listen to you or not. Like, mm. that's not how it goes. Yeah. The advice that I would give is, uh, if you want a mentor, the reason that people actually need mentors is to be a better person. Like, if your goal at the end of it all is not to become a better person, don't look for a mentor. Look for a friend, that's mm. what friends are for. But as far yeah. as mentors, I knew at 10, 11 years old, I want to be this kind of person when I get older. And wow. so who do I aspire? Who do I look up to? Who has characteristics that I want to have in myself? And so mm -hmm. in order, how I found my mentor, it literally, the very first conversation I had with my mentors is like, how can I help you? You mm -hmm. learn from your mentors Good. by helping, by doing. And it's yeah. not necessarily sit down and let's talk. It's like, let's do life together. You're going to learn yeah. more by doing than listening. I'd rather yep. go do ministry side by side with Bianca than have an hour conversation once a week. And so, so at the end of the day, if your primary goal is to not become better, a mentor is a coach. If your primary goal is not to be coached in life, don't waste the older generation's time. They're going to become yeah. over you. They're going to get over you. And that's why they yeah. have this view of millennials. Like they don't want to invest in us because we waste their time and we do. Mm. And so find a friend. That's what friends are for. But if your primary goal is, I want to be better. I want to be coached. Yeah. I want, I aspire to be like you and I, I want to learn. Then that's where you go and you start by doing, you start by helping mm -hmm. and no mentor and no older person is going to say no to you helping them. Yeah. And then that's yeah. why so that, that would be my advice as far as getting started, like help do. Yes. Like, and then and, you'll learn and then you'll grow. Um, you're so mature. Like you really, really are. Like thank you, you really, I'm vibing you right now. This is really, really good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this too, because sometimes, you know, you have a mentor relationship, mm -hmm. um, you're doing life with them and they wind up maybe giving you advice you really don't want to hear, or they say something that maybe rubs you the wrong way or, um, they're challenging you and like really rubbing just the friction is there. Yep. How do you handle those moments? Wow. That question hit a little nerve because it happens <laughs> a lot. Okay. People see like my mentorship and think it's like peaches and cream and flowers and sunshine. No, 
there's a there's a lot of friction and it's not like necessarily bad friction it's just like like friends butt heads mentors butt heads and when you have hard conversations it's never easy because every time you have a hard conversation or a mentor or a coach is correcting you or challenging you it's stripping away, away your pride and that hurts yeah and so in regards to that mm -hmm. i used to get really in my feelings when i'd have hard conversations with my mentors or whoever is coaching me in that season and yeah. i just got to the point where i had to ask like chelsea do you believe they have more life experience than you mm -hmm. and do you believe they know more than you and yeah. those are humbling questions because we think we know it all and yeah. we think like they don't know our life or our generation is different. And so once I answered those two questions, like they have more life experience than me and they're wiser than me. I think mm -hmm. they know what they're talking about. When yeah. they would give me correction that I felt like I didn't necessarily agree with, I would just say, well, let me try it out first because they mm -hmm. know more than me. Nine times, nine times out of 10, like they're right. They're just yeah. right. And it makes yeah. it easier. They're shaving 10 years off of my learning curve um, mm. by me just listening and doing. And so <laughs> it's not an easy thing because we want to do things our way, but you get to a point where like you keep doing things your way and nothing's changing. Like you're going to something gets. Yeah. And so I just had to like ask those questions. Do they know more and do they have more experience? And they do. And so yeah. listen and see what happens. And, that, and yeah. that's just how I base like when friction happens, that's how I make decisions. And I usually always, yeah. always listen. I always put up a good fight because I just like to fight, but I will always <laughs> end up listening, but I like a good debate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's really good advice. Yeah. Cause I think, I think a lot of times people give up on their mentor relationships or they use the friction as an opportunity to walk away instead of to endure the moment oh. and to grow and to learn and to just, because I feel like there's so much growth when you're uncomfortable like that, you know, yeah. and if you always walk away or just like give up on a relationship, you're never really going to grow. Grow. Um, so great. Really, really good. Yeah. What you said, um, Chelsea, I, I'm curious, you know, like what has God given you like dreams in your heart for ministry or like a vision for your life in ministry or things that you have a um, aspiration to do or just things that God's put on your heart that you want to do in the future in ministry or anything like that? Man. Okay. So I'm a two on the Enneagram and I don't know if like people who are online are familiar with Enneagram, but look it mm -hmm. up. I'm a two and we are helpers. And so that translates like my heart translates into ministry. I just yeah. like love to help and I yeah. love to serve. And so I love building other people's dreams. And so when you ask the question, like, what are my dreams? It's kind of hard to answer, but I have, yeah. a, I have a heart for the next generation and I have a heart for, for youth, at least right now and a heart yeah. for my generation. I've been so poured into by the, the next, the older generation and they've spent and invested so much time and money into me. I would be foolish not to invest that into the next generation and so my yeah. hope is to build up the next generation. Like they're dealing with issues that millennials don't have to deal with. We're dealing mm -hmm. with like, we're dealing with our own things. They're dealing with literally identity issues. The next generation is a whole different generation. And so yeah. I want to step in and help them and guide them. Um, and so I have a passion right now for youth ministry. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure, but I'm just want to serve the church at whatever capacity is needed. And so, so awesome. Usually when I have a plan, 
God likes to laugh and like takes me the opposite way. So I try to be careful with my words about what I want to do because I feel like it's the opposite. So I just want to serve in ministry. I just love, I love helping people. Um, Yeah. And I do love prison ministry. I go into prisons and I've preached the gospel in prison and I I love doing um, prison ministry work. So that's something I'm passionate about. But moving forward, I lo- I would love to bridge the gap more from the secular field to the church, um, yeah. and go into places that uh, God has not really talked about or is not really popular, and give them like Jesus in a real way, not in a hyper spiritual way. But I'd love yeah. to present Jesus in a way that people have never experienced him before in secular yeah. fields. I don't know what that looks like, but Jesus yeah. fix it. He'll take me somewhere. <laughs> that's really awesome Chelsea I'm really just excited for you and I admire you so much because um it takes humility and just determination that you would have at such a young age I think you said 17 to know that this is what you wanted to do to find the mentors to do whatever it took to get the mentors you knew you needed for that season of your life and Mm -hmm. to then serve them passionately um serve god through just helping them in ministry um and there's so much that you do that people in our generation don't do and so for that i just hats off to you and thank you for being that example for this generation for millennials truthfully truth i really do mean that from the bottom of my heart and um i would say just closing question you know we're in the first month of 2019 what advice would you give closing remarks would you give to millennials watching this whether they're listening watching or watching the replay or whatever um just to have a great year in 2019 closing remarks keeps pausing am i on yeah yeah you're on I know millennials have a bad rap on our generation and the older generation looks at us and puts a stereotype or a stigma around us. I would say in this 2019 year, we can create our own narrative. Like we get to change the narrative of how millennials live life, of how millennials do ministry. Um, we get to change the narrative. Starts with us. And so no matter what labels people have put on you, no matter what labels the generation above you or below you or your parents or your mom, whoever has put on you, you have the power to change that narrative. And if you are seeking um, coaching or guiding or mentorship and leadership, just know that's going to be hard, but um, you can't have yeah. growth without pain. And so if you're going through pain, just know that there's growth behind that. And so keep pushing spoke yesterday at a conference and she talked about Rocky and Creed and little little did know Rocky Rocky didn't know that there was going to be a creed behind him that would look up to him and say if he did it I can do it and so to the millennials there is somebody that's waiting on you to live out your calling because it's going to change their life so keep going at it keep pushing it life is hard but we can change the narrative um so keep going and God's got you man and if you don't know Jesus hit me up Hit Aaron up. We got you, man. We got you. Jesus is yes. great. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, if people want to follow you, Chelsea, on, on your journey, what's the best way for them to stay in touch with you and follow you? And listen, forewarning, I'm a hot mess, but I love Jesus. So no judgment, okay? You can follow me on Facebook. 
You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on YouTube. All at Chelsea Bayham. And I just love to have fun. So if you want to have fun, follow me. And you guys, Aaron's the real deal. This girl is legit. Um, thank you for the platform that you are um, putting millennials on. You are um, giving us a voice and a platform to use our voice. So I appreciate it. Um, so thank you for it today. You're so welcome. It's been yeah. fun, Chelsea. We'll definitely stay in touch. And thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Yes. And I will see you on the gram. Yes. Bye, girl. <laughs>